All right. I had a scripture to start with. That way, if I, if I run off on tangent, I at least started with Scripture, okay? Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6. You don't even have to turn there. How's that? Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 9. But, beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your works and labors of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Verse 11. And we desire that each of you show the same diligence to full assurance of hope, until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promise. I'm just going to pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're going to do tonight. We expect you to do great things. We come in acknowledging you, your great, your amazing God, you're the Holy Spirit who does amazing wonders and signs. And we just believe, Father, that you're going to release the spirit of grace upon us to receive something fresh tonight. We just bless you and we thank you. I just ask that you open the word, that there be a, a breakthrough in all of our lives. Lord, open our minds right now to receive. We ask for the spirit of wisdom, revelation to come upon us so that we can grab hold of, what you, of the truth of the gospel that you want us to grab hold of tonight. And we thank you for that. We bless you, and everyone agrees with me, or not. I just want to talk to you tonight about just not becoming sluggish, but contending, contending for the miraculous. I feel like what happens with all of us, me included, We can come to church, we can come here, we can walk through our lives and we just expect just enough from God. And I feel like sometimes the, the Lord wants to just stir us in this, that we'd walk in truth, in light, but that we, he would stir our spirits, that we wouldn't become sluggish, but that we would what? We, like the Bible said right there, that we would actually... Watch those who came behind us, right? We could just use the Bible, never mind anyone else. We just use the saints in the Bible to see and to know and to stir us into good works and to believe God for greater things in our lives. So here's, here's what happens is we come to church and we get exactly what we come, we've expected. Almost something, maybe a little more. We're, we're expecting God to do stuff, but we lose our pursuit. Can I talk to you about losing pursuit? Because the author of Hebrews, whoever you may think that is, exhorts us here, saying, don't be sluggish. 
And he's, he, this is the guy who's, who's speaking about the rest of faith and walking in, the, in, the, in a faith-filled rest. And God wants us to really know that he's walking with us. He wants us to really know that we're, we're walking and living with him. But God wants to use you in a dimension for the miraculous. Everyone in here. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Because I want you to believe that. Because the, really, I'm believing God that he really wants to release an outpouring in the region. And what, I believe he wants to release an outpouring all over the United States. I believe he wants to release something great and greater than we ever thought or imagined. And so I just want to talk about seeding the atmosphere. We've been talking a lot about farming and seeds and, you know, doing the things that God calls us to to seed the atmosphere because I believe that we cannot, can I even say we will not, I know the sovereignty of God, right? We all like that. I love, we've been talking back and forth about this all for a month. And the sovereignty of God is God can do anything he wants at any time, right? But I believe that there's a pursuit that he wants us to move into and pursue him in right? We sang it tonight, a relentless pursuit that we would seek, that we would find, that when we ask, we seek, we knock. And so the Holy Spirit, he's, I, I felt like the Lord said this, before we can see a miracle, before you and I can, can see a miracle, we must conceive it. You hear where I'm going with this? Listen, God wants to stir us in our faith. I have a very practical <laughs> illustration tonight. It was funny. I haven't, I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't exercised in eight months. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a stonemason. You'd think I get, good, you know, I get a good workout. I do. But it's not the same as going to the gym and working your muscles. It's just not the same. Because that helps you in all kinds of different ways. It helps strengthen your whole entire core, your body. I went... With Damon yesterday, and I, I my first like workout for this kid, an hour and a half. I'm like, I'm done. But the reality is this: that I was so far below what I was before eight months ago. What happened? I stopped my pursuit. I stopped contending to strengthen. And it's really all the same with faith, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got strains and pains today that I hadn't, didn't have yesterday. I'm not that bad, really. I feel good. But I could feel what would happen was I would get the, come on, Damon will tell you. I put it down. I, we did eight, six sets of, of chest exercise. I got down to do the last one. We were going to try and max out before we left. I was like, that thing went down, and it wasn't going back up because I had done so many repetitions that my muscle at, never mind how old I am, 39, that's it. But at, at my age, my body did not want to push it back up. As much as, as much as I did, I was, come on, I was proud of myself, come on. I did good, I did good. I did good. Damon, Damon helped me. But I realized this. It was a practical understanding for me in this. As we pursue, 
as we push forward towards the mark. You know, Paul reminds us that it's a race and that you must condition yourself for the race, right? Like a good soldier, come on. We got to get prepared for what's about to happen. And so I want to encourage us today that God wants us to continue to contend. Didn't he say earnestly contend for the faith, right? And so the Holy Spirit wants us to understand and know that. And so that when we, when we continue to move and use every gift, come on, that the Father of lights has given to you, that you continue to contend. But I want us to just look at this, this, the realm of miracles because I, we must be prepared for the supernatural realm to just move to, to continue to, to touch us and to move our lives in such a way that we grow strong. I'm going to talk about being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's better than a good little eulogy at the beginning of a prayer telling us about spiritual armor. So before we can actually see a miracle, before a miracle is birthed, you must what? Prepare for it. You've got to conceive it. God wants to impregnate you with a seed. He wants to impregnate you through what? The word and prayer. That's why, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep bat- whapping at the Tuesday intercession because when we come together, I'm going to stop. Come on. Tuesday intercession, when we gather for prayer, something's going to happen. Something powerful happens. See, if we don't expect anything to happen, nothing will happen. You know, God can sovereignly do stuff, but I'm telling you with an expectation, we get very, very comfortable. And even with the pursuit of, of, of knowing the Lord, even with the pursuit of gifts, you know, because when we, when we, when we operate out of, a, out of a church that's used to using the gifts, they just become, you know, you see it every day, so we don't expect anything. You, know, you understand where I'm going with this? And I, I know this, that the Lord wants us to contend and to believe for greater. And again, I don't want us to get into a striving mode, but I know this, that through Scripture we see there's a commanding and a declaration. Why? It's, as it's been given and birthed through the Word, right? That we'll see a supernatural movement of God. It says this, Elijah said, it said, it was according to your Word, let it be done. And if you look at the ministry of Jesus, he went through, stretch forth your hand. He spoke of many things. Take up your mat. So there's not just, when we're looking and pursuing the ministry of miracles, and it's not all about miracles, come on. I'm just talking about miracles today. Okay? The Holy Spirit wants to release a miracle ministry on the entire church, not just on one guy with a white suit up on a platform. Seriously, right? He wants to release it over everybody. And I believe God gives gifts to the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. I believe he gives gifts. But I know this, that he's empowered every believer with the ability to operate out of signs, wonders, and miracles. And as we do that, we begin to see the kingdom of heaven manifest in our midst, right? So again, Jesus said, stretch forth your hand, take up your mat, rise up and walk, right? Peter and John at the gate called beautiful, right? They went, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have I give to you. And what they had was the anointing to break sickness and break poverty and break things off of people. And so 
What I have I give unto you. Rise up and walk. Naaman was told what? To do something. To do something. Go to the river Jordan and dip, and the leprosy will leave. The, pro- the prophet told the king to strike the ground with the arrows so that his enemies would be defeated. And, and he didn't give him an amount of time. No, three times wasn't enough. You just keep striking. And the Lord wants us to grab hold of this. You know, he told Moses this, stretch forth your rod and I'll open the sea. He didn't say strike the rock. He said speak to the rock. That's where he whoops. So we want to be obedient to the word of the Lord because what happens is God will speak a word to us. He'll speak something to us. God's going to speak something to you and it will come here and gestate and grow and birth something inside of you. But if we don't pursue it, see what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. If we don't pursue, right? Because you can preach, and I don't even know that there's a lot of churches preaching healing, deliverance, and, ma- and miracles. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of like local churches, what they preach or what's going on. But even in, even in most of what we do, Listen, I want to believe God that as we begin to pursue, what did I tell you last week? Before you could go into the miracle meetings in the 50s on a Saturday evening, before you could go into the prayer line, you had to receive 10 hours of teaching on healing and miracles and deliverance. 10 hours. That was in the 1950s when there was 150 ministers running all over the country with miracle signs, wonders flowing all through the United States. Right through 1956, from 48 to 56. And so I'm not, I have to look at things, right? We have to look, right? It says, look at those who are from the past. And so this is what I want to believe for, is that God will just continue to to release greater. He wants to restore the testimony of Jesus in its fullness. What's the testimony of Jesus? When Jesus comes, people were healed. When Jesus comes and he prophesies a word to us, come on, it's the fullness of God in Christ that's being declared. The kingdom of God and the fullness now. See, when you think of eternity, what happens? Eternity isn't yesterday, tomorrow, and today. Eternity is just there. And the kingdom of God comes through the eternal understanding of what God wants to release to us. And so you are carriers of his glory, right? Christ in you, the hope of glory, abiding inside of you, living inside of you, and God wants us to, he wants to give us a responsibility. Didn't he do that from the beginning with Adam? He said, you're responsible. Am I right? Okay, I'm just checking. He wants to give us responsibility and entrust us, ready, with his reputation. So if I'm entrusted with God's reputation, what does that look like? I'll tell you this right now. Jesus wasn't too worried about offending religious people, offending Sadducees, Pharisees, and all the church government. And I don't, you know, we don't do that stuff to 
aggravate people, but come on, I'll tell you right now, the signs and wonders ministry and the prophetic ministry is an irritant to the body of Christ. Can I say that? Facebook Live, yes. Share it. You know what I'm saying to you? The prophetic ministry irritates. It agitates. It brings you to a place where you gotta, you got to make a decision. Same with signs and wonders. Do we believe that God wants to grow legs out? Because that was in America. That wasn't in India. That was in America. You know, and I've been to seven nations, and I've been to a few, few different areas in the country, and I've seen a lot of cool things happen. But nothing to what I believe that God wants to do in the fullness. Are you hearing me? The Lord really wants to pour out. And so the thing becomes, what do we, I'm just going to stir in your hearts tonight, faith to believe that God is going to do that stuff. Because what would it look like if a region blew up with all that stuff going on? Where would the place be? Come on, let it be here. You know, maybe we do 10 weeks of teaching on healing and then believe for, for miracles. Because I don't even think you could finish it in 10 weeks. Really. And so I just want to talk about the ministry of laying on hands, prophecy, because it says, Paul said this, he goes, well, I'm not going to talk to you about elementary things like laying on of hands. And we get all weird about it. That's elementary things in the scripture. Resurrection of the dead, it's elementary things. Hello. I'm telling you, and the Lord's after something, and why not New England? Right? And he wants to release a spirit of counsel and might. So when we hear the Lord, right? When we hear his voice, when we hear the word of the Lord, he begins to release something to us and through us, and God starts popping and things start happening. And I know he calls us to just do the good works. You know, go feed the poor. Go do the things that we're, we're called to do. Just go bring salvation. But I'm telling you right now, as sure as salvation is, healing goes with it. And like I said last week, it's not just a matter of does God want to heal all? Yes, he wants to heal all. Why am I on this? Because my mother-in-law is sick? No, I'm constantly on this. The Holy Spirit wants to do this through the body of Christ. And we must pursue it. Because if we don't pursue it, I can tell you likely you won't get it. If I don't pursue, if I don't pursue something, then I won't grab hold of it. So what I'm, I'm, I'm praying to the Lord for is a community that's not super sensitized. <laughs> right? Or easily offended by words that are spoken. That are really just what Jesus did in the book of Acts. It's just the reality of the gospel. It's the reality of the kingdom. It's the reality of what he does. Acts chapter 5 and verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs, wonders were done among the people. This is the book of Acts. This is after Jesus died, right? We're not cessationists that believes that the gifts died with the apostles. At least I'm not. Through the hands of the apostles and many signs and wonders were done among the people. 
and they were all with one accord on Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them because they esteemed them highly. And the believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. Come on, the harvest, signs and wonders, brings the harvest. It's right there, black and white. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and they laid them on beds and couches. And I kind of alluded to this last week that, that at least the shadow of Peter passing might fall on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and to those who were tormented by unclean spirits. And they were all healed. Say, they were all healed. I know, I'm striking it again tonight. In the entire region that every sick person was healed. Every sick person was healed. The entire region. Can I tell you what that sign means? It means a mark, an imprint of God. It, the people were forever altered by the hand of God. So how does the church get this dimension of power? It comes through a realization. It comes through a pursuit. And I'm not talking about, again, I just want to move away from the word striving. But I'm, but I'm also going to say things have to go when we pursue. Things, things will pop when we pursue. If I begin to study on healing and miracles, I'm going to begin to see. Because, you listen, and you must, you must, you must, you must exercise. That means if you pray for a thousand people and no one gets healed, you pray for another thousand. Right? If you continue to pursue, and listen, boldness is a good thing. We got to de come on, desensitize ourselves to what people are thinking. Boldness is a good thing. I'm not talking about being completely obnoxious. I'm talking about being bold in the power and presence of God that you carry and that you release over people around you. Right? So this was a sign, and it says that it was, all, it was a sign on the people. The signs and wonders that was released from the apostles was released so that the whole region, I'm a whole region. Say it with me, a whole region. It wasn't just a few sick people. It was people coming to the apostles because why? Because they had the same spirit that Jesus had. Because they operated out of the same realm that Jesus moved. It was the kingdom realm. And they didn't, they didn't shrink back. They were just boldness in the day of judgment. Come on, because greater, greater was he that was in them than he that was in the world. And so the Holy Spirit wants us to realize that you're in 2017 and the harvest is at hand. It's not four months away. The harvest is right here. As close as my hand is it to your face, Right? The harvest is here, and we just need to absolutely give ourselves over to the ministry of Jesus Christ in our own lives. Just give over to it, right? Yield. Yield. And so Acts 19, verse 11 and 12 says, Now God worked unusual. Say special. Special. Come on. Special miracles by the hand of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and disease left, left and went out of them. So that un word unusual is stretched beyond ordinary. And my question to you is this, 
what does stretch beyond ordinary look like? Because if I get one miracle of some creative kind, I'm going to be like, what can be more better than, what can be greater than that? What's the Holy Spirit doing through that? What does an unusual miracle look like? I would say it's something like I was just describing to you. That when two legs are growing out and it takes an hour and a half and at 1.30 in the morning the lady walks out of the meeting on her own two legs, brand new legs. Now I've seen knees recreated. I've seen deaf ears open. But I haven't seen anything like that. Not quite. And so this is my... <laughs> this is what I'm after. This is what I believe God would just rejoice in doing. And you know that we all have all these questions. You know what? Well, God, you know, why does God heal some people and not heal the others? Because I, we got that question when we were out talking to some of the guys when we were doing outreach last week, you know, two weeks ago. Well, why did God allow that to happen to my mother? Well, I don't know. But can't we just live with the fact that God sometimes heals people and sometimes he doesn't? And not try and make theology of why he doesn't heal people. Because in the same note, I could probably give you 30 reasons why God heals people, and I could give you another 30 of why he doesn't. You go through scripture, I'm sure we can find it. You want to look? It's a long message. That's the one we're in now. No. <laughs> unusual. I want to believe God for unusual. I'll take the usual. Come on, we've seen the usual. We've seen people's legs extended. We've seen a lot of things happen. Seen backs. I put my hands on someone's back and pop. It just popped. I said, bend your back. It's fine. You know, that's, I feel like that's easy stuff for the Lord. Right? Because he just wants to do that stuff. But he does want to do the recreative things. He does want to create legs and limbs and arms and eyeballs. Come on. Come on. If you think I'm crazy, it's all right. Raise your hand. It's good. But this is what the, this is what the apostles carried. And what I was saying last week is this should be, come on, that's the benchmark. What he's going to release in these days should be greater and way off the top compared, right? Way beyond, way beyond. And so it's like Isaiah said, he said, it's the strong hand of the Lord. In Isaiah 8, 11, it says that the strong hand of the Lord was pressing upon him. And so God wants to mark your life. Ready? He wants to mark your life tonight. He wants to mark your life every day. I want the strong hand of the Lord upon me to give me discernment to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. The strong hand of the Lord, Isaiah 8.11. It was in, in regards to him not following a people. But we also need to not know what not to do and what to do. We need to know the times and the seasons that he's calling us to. And so that means the imprint of God. And let's just look at this verse in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Because finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. 
It's a great verse. Put it on your, you know, I can put this in my house. Put it on the refrigerator. It's a great verse. But do we know what it means? It says be strong. Be strong mean, meaning the same word as dunamis. That's power. It's inward strength. It's the power to infuse a believer with inward strength. It comes from the inside. Say the inside. It's dunamis. It's the dynamite of God. And it lives inside of you. It's the dynamite. Be strong in the Lord and the power, the power, kratos, it's demonstrated power. It's power that's interruptive. It erupts. It explodes. It's tangible. It's an outward manifestation, a surge, an explosive movement of God's presence, kratos. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That means that power abides inside of you and is looking to get out of you. Correct? It's the exceeding greatness of his power. It's the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The same spirit. And that works within you mightily. And seeks an avenue to be released. And might. In the power of his might. I'm going to tell you what that means. That's the force that works behind the Kratos power. It is absolutely the muscularity of God. It's the muscle of the Father. See, God's not the Ancient of Days that sits on a throne and looks like an old man. Can someone help me? He might have white hair, but he looks ageless. Come on. And he's got more power in his left bicep than Arnold ever did. I'm telling you, God's strength is abiding and wants to move inside of you, right? So that Kratos power is moved through that might. And it's the ability and the force of God. Yeah, and it's what the theologians call the muscularity of God. And it reveals the greatness of God. And you're a receiver of that divine power. Aren't you? You're his workmanship. <laughs> you know what workmanship means? You know what that means? It means that you're God's poetry. You're his creative words. You're his creative words being sent to empower and empowered by the resurrection power to be released out of you. So the Father wants us to grab hold of this. What did he do? He gave you all this power. Ephesians 3.20 says this. Now to him who's able to do, it's my favorite verse in the Bible, I guarantee you. Exceedingly and abundantly. And the Lord said to me, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think or imagine. According, ready? Here's the verse. According to the power that works inside of us. Now listen, you've been supercharged with the power of God. Supercharged. Do you know that? Because the electricity of God is going to be released through you. That's really what that Kratos word is. It's like the bzzz. 
the power of God. It's the lightning of God. It's the movement of who he is. And so God wants us to know that it's according to the power. That means according to the amount of God that I have in myself and I release. It's according to me. Can I say that? Is that allowed? I don't know if I like that, but I believe that's the truth of what it says to us. It says, according to the power that works within you. This goes back to me saying last week, God is looking to get out of you. And so we can have, all, we can have the dunamis power. We can have the kratos power. We can have that might. But what's happening? Are we releasing the power of God and the power of heaven outside of us? It's according to how we release it outside of us. And see, this is, this is where, where we stumble in the church because we don't want to let it out. We don't want to believe God to release kingdom to people outside of us. We think it's okay if we just leave it in the church and we don't express it outside. And I'm telling you, the Lord's saying this. He's saying, listen, the power that's residing inside of you is wanting to get released outside of you. And so I'm at, the Lord is asking, listen, we're in a place where he's asking. I'm telling you, there's a release of God's presence and power that wants to come through you and to you. And the Holy Spirit is wanting to just ignite inside of us that kratos, that delivering, that, come on, the power that delivers folks. Can I tell you how much agitation there is in the earth right now? Let's just talk about America. And the Holy Spirit wants to come on the scene and be released. And he wants us to experientially... He wants us to experience the love and the presence and the power of who he is. But tonight, I, I just feel like the Lord was speaking this so that we would acknowledge and get hungry. Because I can, lead, I, can, I can come here and preach a message and you can receive the message, but either you receive it with joy, Right? Or you received it with as, you know, okay, that was a good word. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not expecting people to be jumping and hollering and shouting, although that would be crazy. But I'm expecting this. I'm expecting the Lord that at the release of the word tonight, that something is going to supercharge you inside. Because the electricity of heaven... It was funny. I was listening to more James Maloney stuff, and he was talking about laying hands. He laid hands on all kinds of people. He goes, he goes I don't know what it was that night. He goes, it was nothing. It was just a grace. And he said every time he'd lay hands on the side of someone's head or their shoulder, a spark would fly. Just juice. So it became like this, that as people came up, they were looking. They were looking to the left to see if the presence... Of Come on. They were looking for sparks. They were looking for light. And then he spoke about a, a miracle. And I'm, I don't know why I'm giving James Maloney miracles tonight. But he was talking about a lady who had gotten into a bad accident. Her whole face was uh, made, had to be reconstructed with metal. And she had all kinds of glass that was in her arms, like embedded in her arms. They couldn't take it out by surgery. And he said when he prayed for her, 
He said, people all in the whole place saw she began to glow from the inside. I'm telling you, this is, this is crazy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, Lord, let it come. So what happened? Her face was completely reconstructed and made brand new. All the metal melted away because he's got a gift for that. Actually, when he came a few years back, one of our friends, the, the, her, the metal in her ankle completely disappeared. And it was reconstructed. So the whole face was totally reconstructed, brand new, and all the glass melted out of her arm. Come on. And so I don't want to sit here and talk about these unless God, you know, I'd like to see God do that here. And so what I, I, this is it, because I feel like the Lord said, you just begin to pursue, you begin to and just totally devour the word. Totally devour the word. Words on healing. Read all the books. I'm telling you, there's so much information that you could just in, engage in. And so it could be whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is for you. Whatever God's pointing at. It may not be healing for you. But I'm telling you, this is the principle. That as we indulge on the things that God has had, had us in the sweep sweet place. Some of us it's identity. Some of us it's deliverance. Some of us it's, come on, and I'm not saying it has to be healing, but I'm, this is where I'm going. Because I believe God wants to release a realm of healing and miracles. Really unusual, tangible miracles in the church, in the New England church as a release. And if it, listen, and all over the place, Catherine Kuhlman, even in her day, right? She did all those crazy, amazing uh, crusades all over, all over the United States and, and, and all over the earth. She used to have every Sunday in Pittsburgh, in her hometown, she'd have a Sunday night healing meeting. Just because. So my point is this. That's not what I'm going to do. But my point is this. This is where, where I know the Lord is, has us pursuing. And so I may speak on healing for the next 10 weeks. I don't know. It can be in seven, you know, it can be in so many different ways, so many different, but, but God wants us to, me, when you meditate, and I, this is all about making an atmosphere, seeding the atmosphere, creating an atmosphere. If I, whatever comes in, come on, whatever you're pursuing, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're meditating on, that's what manifests. And so as we begin to manifest things of the kingdom, we have to pursue the things. And this is my, this is my heart. I'm all for signs and wonders schools. We can do that. But I just feel like there needs to be just a raw pursuit of the Holy Spirit and power. That the electricity, that the kratos, that the divine power of God would come into us and just be recharging us and, and uh, encouraging us that when I go and just shake hands with people, whether I'm praying for them or not, let disease fall off of them. Because that's what it said. It said that Peter went about, right? It's just his shadow. He was just somewhere, and sickness would fall off people. Demons would just go. And it doesn't need to be demons puking all over the place. Come on.
You got authority over that stuff. You can keep it under control. Oh my goodness. I don't know why I even say stuff I say. <laughs> Holy Spirit wants us to grab hold of this tonight so that we are in relentless pursuit of it. And it can be something else for you, and that's okay. I'm not like determining where your pursuit is. But I am going to say, that's where I'm going. That's where I, that's where I feel like this, this whole ministry is supposed to go. In the pursuit of salvation, healing, and deliverance. Salvation, healing, and deliverance. That's called sozo. But you could read all these books, F.F. Bosworth. I just downloaded some book online that it's like from a doctor who retired who got completely set free from a, a morphine addiction and she just, all this scripture and all, these, all this understanding of healing. 1937. I don't know where I find this stuff because I'm, I'm looking for it. But the Holy Spirit wants us to grab hold of this stuff. The central focus of it is this, Philippians 3.10. That I may know him. The word know, ready? It speaks of intercourse. It speaks of that union. It speaks of being impregnated with something. And the Lord wants us to be impregnated with the presence of God, with who Jesus Christ is. He wants us to be, come on, reproducing after Christ and to know him and the power of his resurrection. It wasn't just the glory of the Father that raised him from the dead. It was the power of God that raised him from the dead. And so we pursue, I'm going to pursue the glory and I'm going to pursue power and I'm going to pursue the one thing that brings all that. That's Jesus. He's the central figure. The Jesus and the Holy Ghost and the Father. That's why tonight I'm like, God, I honor you. God, I love you. God, I want to pursue you in a greater way. You know, and I love my Sundays because I just get to marinate in God. I do it during the week, but I got busyness during the week. And then Sunday I just get to soak and prepare and get ready and pray. And so the Lord is just really wanting me to... Wanting us to understand this. Listen, there's been maybe times in past seasons that you were pursuing certain things, and I'm encouraging you now to pursue those things again. Don't be sluggish like the Bible said. Don't be sluggish, but, you, but pursue as those in the past have. If I pursue, like in the days of Jack Coe and A.A. Allen. I don't want to model their ministry. I just want the pursuit. F.F. Bosworth has that book, Christ the Healer. It's got every scripture. I mean, this guy used to just, he used to just teach all the whole time before a, uh, William Branham used to get up. And William Branham used to just have this prophetic, come on, panoramic, just seeing all the sicknesses right on. Like, they said that he was 99%. He, they, they don't want to say he was 100%, but they said he was 99% accurate with his words. He'd grab your hand, and he would know the sickness. He'd know the disease you had. 
It's called the living word. It's called the Hebrews living word of God that knows the hearts, the heart and the intent of men. And when he's living inside of you, I'm telling you every disease has to go. Every demon has to go. So stand. Let's stand. We don't ever want empty words. <laughs> you know, I want the ministry of this place, who's ever up here, whoever's exhorting, whoever, whatever's happening, whatever words are being declared, that it be like Samuel. Come on, no words fall to the ground. That nothing falls to the ground. That it will just be spot on, that it would grab hold of men's hearts. Father, we just thank you tonight. We thank you for the reality of who you are tonight. I ask Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would come. With an anointing would just rest on those here. Every person here. Even watching in on Facebook, Father, that you just relieve, release the, the power and the presence, the Kratos. power that Lord we'd live in this place and it not being always about how we feel but Lord that we know that we know you that we know your voice that the living word is is inside of us and that by your words father you just begin to birth the miraculous And there's people in this room that have been believing God in certain areas of their lives for a breakthrough, for miracles. We're just going to release that tonight. And there's some of you that are just in this place where God's about to, He's already doing accelerated work. And He wants you to pray passionately continue to pursue and not grow tired and not grow weary and so I just declare the word of the Lord over you that there be a stirring That it wouldn't even be about the miracles or the healings being the focus. That it would be you and your divine presence on our lives that would totally wreck us, God. Lord, I thank you that the overflow and the dunamis power and the kratos power and the mighty working of your power moves through us 
in the pursuit of who you are. So Lord, just rest on every person in this place tonight. We're asking for healing for any sick body. We're asking for the recovery of every lost vision. But most of all, Lord, I'm asking for an impartation of divine pursuit. We do taste you and we are satisfied. <laughs> but we know you have a whole lot more. And so let what we have spring us into greater hunger tonight. The things that you've given to us move us forward into greater destiny tonight. But baptize us with a fresh anointing. Release the greater glory. Bless you, Father. We thank you.